0: So this is our first podcast. The plan going forward is we will release a podcast every Friday, um, which will be about 25 minutes long, where our community can ask us anything they want. So I'll introduce ourselves quickly, and then we'll talk about the brand a little bit and who we are, and then Jo, our PR queen, who is joining us today, and will join us probably every week going (laughs) forward. Um, is going to ask the questions. So, my name is Maisie. I am the head of brand, and I'm with my sister and co-founder Abby, who is the designer. Hello. Um, yeah. So we basically we did a podcast a couple of weeks ago and really really enjoyed ourselves. So we thought let's you know let's give it a crack, do our own. The subject we haven't got a name for it yet. So if you've got any ideas, do send them in. But the idea is the sub- subjects will be around our favourite things, which are boobs, business, babies, branding and of course bras.
1: So I'm Abby, Um I'll tell you a little bit about our story. So we launched Beja in January 2016 with a website. Our family history, our family business is lingerie manufacturing, so we had a great Back of house set up and a great opportunity to launch the brand. We knew lots about bras. We didn't know a lot about selling bras, um, but we do now. Um, we've come a long way. But yeah, there was a gap in the market for a product like ours, and that is lingerie that is neat, it's modern, it's streamlined, fuss free, and really comfortable and really relevant to you know what we feel like the modern woman is wearing these days. Um, so we did our XYZ size categories, so we've got our X category that's size double A to a small c, our Y category which is B to D, and our Z category which is double D to H cup. With the whole ethos being that these girls are the same women, they just happen to have different size breasts. For us it's been important that these women can all have the same lingerie experience from their lingerie brand. Um, And that's where Beja comes in.
0: Yeah, I guess the most important thing as well about Beja is that we we never like to use the word inclusive, but we are aiming for inclusivity as far as we can go. But it did really, really bother us, the fact that an A cup and an H cup, for example, were having entirely different experiences in the changing room, and we just didn't think that was right, fair, or... Good enough, really. So typically, an A cup or a flat-chested woman feels like she doesn't deserve the whole lingerie experience. You know, she's got no boobs, so what's the point? And that's that's not fair either. So we wanted to give her, you know, a real experience. So with our X bras, we design specifically for her, and then with the Zeds, who are um, double D up to an H. She can then buy into the same brand that her A cup friend is buying into. Mm. Um, yeah, so essentially, like a group of women can now all go to one place, which is what we wanted to achieve with Asia. So yeah, should we do the questions? Yeah, Hit us, are so. you ready? We don't yeah, know what the we don't know what the questions are. So this could be interesting, and we're going to do our best not to edit this. So. Hopefully we won't mess up or say any swear words or anything like that. Okay, so first
2: question is, um, can you tell us a bit more about your brand logo?
0: Ah, yes. So it is a yoni, which is the Sanskrit symbol for vagina. It is actually Sus- this horrible word that we don't <laughs> like saying. It it's it's not a vagina, essentially it's something called a Vulva, vulva, which we isn't the most. I don't know. It's just not a very nice we word. We need to get more comfortable with the world, but word yeah. vulva
1: because it is what our symbol means. It just sounds like Volvo, mm. which isn't a sexy word. I mean, vagina is not a sexy word either. We just need to start using vulva more, so it just comes part of our mm. language. Every day. <laughs> but yeah, it's Sanskrit symbol for yoni. We chose it because it's a symbol of love and it's a symbol of girl power which is exactly what our brand is at the root of our brand but also because it's a nice motif it's not fussy it's not messy it's just a neat shape that sort of ties in all of the branding and the design that that's what we try and aim for and it's a and it's a yoni we're all about that
0: yeah so we have a little yoni on the center front of all of our brows and we have them on our briefs, and then we also have these tote bags that, if you buy from our store in Kings Cross, you'll get a free tote bag, and it's basically a massive vul- vulva. Um, and women adore it; they they go mad for it. When you t- like, some people spot it straight away; they know exactly what it is. But other people just think it's a nice triangle. Um, but when you tell women what it is, it, they they wear their bag every single day, mm. which is really nice.
1: But some uh, some
0: easily shocked women are like. <gasps>
2: And we just say, yeah, that's uh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Next question.
1: Ready.
2: What did you both do for work before Beysia?
0: Maze. Maze. So I did my degree. I was, oh, where do I start? I didn't know what I wanted to do, essentially. So I thought, oh, everyone's going to uni, so I'll, I'll do that. Sounds like a good idea. Um, so I did business, thinking that everything's a business, so it might be useful, but... I mean, yeah, it was good. It was, oh, Scott, Scott, yeah, just got, just got order. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I did a degree in business, wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do, and then knew I wanted to sort of be in a creative industry and be around creative people. So, I worked for a menswear label, which was really cool, um, sort of streetwear, high end streetwear. Um and I learned literally a little a little bit of everything um from wholesale to shop floor to manufacturing. I went to Hong Kong with that brand I went to Paris with the brand so it was it was great to see and they they were quite a small operation and it was quite very useful f- um for to go through that with them to then launch Beijing because I essentially saw how it was all done, um, because I was a part of part of everything, which was really nice. So it was like a roving internship, I suppose, but I was there for two years. Um and then I went to a staffing company and um that was sort of where I wasn't there for too long because I was thinking, actually it's about time we did Beja. Um and yeah, Abs and I sort of came to a space in our life where we had Freedom to to do what we want, and we were thinking, what were we thinking? Let's just get on with it. Really, we have this amazing platform, our 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 mother's business. Your phone's really distracting. Sorry, she's reading her emails while we're dipping our pod. Anyway, so. Um what was I saying? Yeah, so we came to a point in our lives where we had room to do Beja and we have this amazing platform behind us which is our mother's business.
1: Um so what I did at uni, I did footwear design. Um I knew I wanted to do something creative. Um design's always been my thing. So yeah, I only applied for Cordwainer's course in Old Street because I knew that's kind of the only place I wanted to be and I didn't want to leave London for uni. And then graduated and started work for the family business so I worked as a designer there for years with long gaps in Brazil in between but yeah it was design is design really and footwear and lingerie are similar in the sense that it's like small pattern pieces and it's got some matching pair um, and you're working really in a on a 3D shape and also comfort is Absolutely mm. integral. So there is that crossover, but obviously really different materials. Um but yeah, sometimes I miss leather, but I really enjoy working with the fabrics that we do because you can make leather bra. <laughs> <laughs> they're lovely. But yeah, worked in the family business as a designer before we, it was time to start Beijer.
2: Okay, that leads us nicely on to the next question. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the biggest hurdle you had to overcome when setting up Beja, and what were your solutions? Oh,
1: what was yours? I know what mine
0: was the ne- finding a name was really that was annoying. Finding um, a ne- the, the what the, the the like well we thought ugh, we thought of our name and then we were called Beja Floor at the beginning and then we got one of those letters that says six can, six. You, can we stop being that. And we were like, oh man, we've just printed all these labels, we've just done a nice yeah. that was was a big hurdle. So
1: we were fine to be Beja Flora in the UK, and then not long after we launched, there was like massive opportunities in the US, and then that opened up a whole can of trademarking Mm. issues that we were completely unfamiliar with, and had to really learn a lot quite quickly. And yeah, like Maisie said, we had to change our name, which was an absolute nightmare at the time. But we got through it, and it's fine and it's better.
0: Yeah, it just meant we cut off the floor, added in the London, and carried on. Yeah, but we did have a period where we were like trying to think of a new name for ages, and we were coming up with all sorts of weird and wonderful things. And it was really difficult because essentially, every single word is already already taken taken. to some extent in some category blah 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 yeah that was probably the biggest hurdle I think yeah I agree at the beginning what Um, were some
2: of the names you had thought of
0: oh all sorts like made up weird words yeah like yeah oh I can't even remember no I can't
1: remember it was a really hard time sort of blanked it out (laughs) Another really hard spot was yeah the opening that first shop and all of the shop fit out that was really trying time mm. and we also had two brand new babies at the same time so that was a rough patch. We're um, glad with what we got, but we had a bit of a difficult team that were actually doing the works and it was hard to manage. Mm. But going forward, we know and we learned that we're just going to work with women people
0: going forward yeah women contractors we we just we just we essentially when you have a small young brand you don't have much cash at all so you're doing everything cheaply as you can and then that often means not as good service which is a real shame so we were at the back so i think the, the contractors that we picked they had a big coffee shop um mm. contract going on. So they had to open all these cof- coffee shops and we were just like not important to them at yeah. all because yeah. But we got through it. Got through we it. were covered in dust and had newborns but breastfeeding in hat <laughs>
2: <laughs> Okay. Um why don't more companies make more inclusive sizes?
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, this is a hard
1: one because fundamentally Base nine, it's expensive. That's the reality. All of your cash is tied up in stock. So if your cash is tied up in a huge size range, ours is already enormous, and we haven't even we don't do the J cups or the K cups, anything like that. Um, but yeah, it's it comes down to cash. Small brands just can't hold that amount of sizes and the right number of those sizes and be profitable. Because when you're committing to an order anyway with the factory, you have to have a minimum of quantity behind each size. So if you're spreading, like if you've got a minimum quantity across an even broader size spectrum, you're just gonna have to have so many bras, which is basically impossible for a new brand. Um, It's getting better. I mean, we're lucky in the UK, I think, with what you can get on the high street. Obviously the styling might not be what you're after, but you can get a decent fitting bra in really big sizes and tiny, tiny backs. Um, It's just the styling might not be what you're after. But yeah, that's what it comes down to, is small businesses need to make money to survive and pay their staff and do the things they want to do. And it's just really hard to do that if you're spreading yourself too thin.
0: Yeah, and it's about... So we do... We did do 27 sizes, and now we do 42. So we introduced a double F, a double G, and a H cup. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, 27 from 42. So before... That means, yeah, that's 42 sizes. And you need to find 42 women to buy all mm-hmm. those 42 bras, and that's not... That's just one of each. So... um it is really difficult and we get you know why don't you go bigger but if only a few people are going to buy them and there's not even a guarantee that they're going to buy them we've we've right now we just have to do what makes sense and just do the popular sizes but Mm -hmm. it's quite difficult to communicate that to the customer as well because it's a long old answer Mm.
2: (laughs) okay um Maybe last question. We'll see what time we're on. Um, touching on the previous question, which of our bras is best for breastfeeding?
0: Um, so this is an interesting one because everyone seems to breastfeed in a different ways. Not different ways; all comes out of the milk out of your breast. But um, I go under the bra, so I when I breastfed, I would wear an X bra. Um, so I was before my baby, I was a thirty-two C, and then it probably went up to a. A when I was breastfeeding, and I was still wearing an ex-bra, but wearing sort of baggy jumpers, cause, um, and then breastfeeding under. But then, um, abs, you like to pull your bra down, yeah, didn't, I didn't pull you? My bra down. Yeah. What did I? So wear? what did you wear? You wore Royce that, that no. lovely brand for
1: a while. I wore like a cotton nursing bra, but for a baby, bra, yeah, Like me says, I just wear my bra with one of those pants in and pull it down. Mm. I and I pull, I pull mine up. (laughs) But we're quite lucky because we've got access to like lots of different sizes, so you can kind of pick each other size for the day. Yeah. Um. But I'd recommend we we're going to work on a nursing bra. We're doing that now, working on a project with LCF, so we're going to do our own. But um, ideally you should be wearing a non-wired one, which would be an X bra. But if you've got really big you know, full of milk, breasts, and ex bra is not gonna help. But yeah, just send in any ideas for your favourite styles and then we can just try and incorporate. But like Maisie says, people are really um people really require different things and prefer different things. So I was definitely all about hundred percent cotton and easy to wash, but there's a lot of women that want a lacy, sexy bra. Um but that it doesn't quite yeah, that means it's everyone's, everyone's different. different. Yeah. But we'll come up with something perfect for everyone soon.
2: Okay, one last question. Um thoughts on the braless trend. Oh. <laughs> Someone asked that. Yeah. Go for it! <laughs> yeah, go for it.
1: I go for it. <laughs> Um, I've got a friend that goes for it and she looks great I mean it's quite like shocking because they're quite swinging in the sh- or swinging away but she looks good for me I, yeah, it's not comfortable but I think if you're
0: comfortable absolutely go for it yeah I mean why, the, why not um, I think it would be a cool movement for women to be free in that way and to have the choice and not have those pressures of feeling that they have to wear a bra if they have that and they don't enjoy it then mm. let's make a world where women feel comfortable not wearing them. Amazing. Yeah. Um imagine if they wore the wrong top and they just sort of <laughs> out there. Some of peeked out the bottom. <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: that we're fully here for the Brothers trend. <laughs> um oh now they're
0: ching. Um yeah, so I have the, so the sales went too good last week, so I was feeling a bit low, and then I turned the sounds on on my Spot- I always Spotify Shopify Shopify. app, um, and it gives me a little boost throughout the day. <laughs> yeah, so that was, I really enjoyed that. Did you enjoy that app? Really
1: enjoyed that. Um, all I've got to say is, yeah, there's lots of events happening in the shop, so please just make sure that you're following on Instagram and try and come down. Summer and cold drops, or spring and cold drops, reality is always great. So we've got um International Wednesday on the 8th of March, we're doing a little giveaway thing and then we've got
0: Mother's Day, so there's loads of fun stuff we'd like to meet in IRL. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed our first podcast. Um <laughs> yeah, we felt a little bit nervous, but we're woo, oh, a warm up, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for listening. teacher to, teach to me. Make-